Welcome to the Side Hustle to Small Business podcast powered by Hiscox. I'm your host, Sanjay Parekh. Throughout my career, I've had side hustles, some of which have turned into real businesses. But first and foremost, I'm a serial technology entrepreneur. In the creator space, we hear plenty of advice on how to hustle harder and why you can sleep when you're dead. On this show, we ask new questions in hopes of getting new answers. Questions like, how can small businesses work smarter? How do you achieve balance between work and family? How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustle to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. Back in 2009, Melissa Zeman said to herself, someday I'm going to open a wine shop that focuses on community. She got to work and 10 years later, she opened Bottles Up, a wine shop and experience in the Lakeview East neighborhood of Chicago. She believes in retailtainment, which means creating, collaborating, educating, having fun, and most importantly, connecting. Here today to share the story of her business and how she thinks about business and community is Melissa Zeman. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sanjay. Happy to be here. So I'm excited to have you uh, on the show because um, the idea of experience as a part of retail, I think, is um, something that we've been moving more and more into. But before we get into all of that, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background and what got you to the point that you're at right now. Uh, sure. Um, gosh, once upon a time I was born, uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. And then I actually went to school in San Antonio at Trinity university and focusing on communications and public relations started to go more into public relations. And I really see a lot of overlap with, um, PR and connecting people with the wine industry as a, as a whole. And wine was my drink of choice. And so, I kind of started to move that direction and and kind of, as you said in my bio intro, which was beautiful, uh, I um, just got it in my head that I wanted to open a shop someday that really tapped into that and worked in the industry for 10 years until that eventually happened in September of 2019. So Awesome. Awesome. By the way, I, I saw in your background, um, I didn't realize you were a native Chicagoan, but uh, you spent time at the Chicago Bears. And and when I saw that, I like the only thing I could think of was a Saturday Night Live skit, you know, the Bears. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if they, do they do that there a lot? Oh, they do. Yes. Anything <laughs> that is tapping into any sort of um, like Bears reference that's been in the media or on entertainment platforms, it's been referenced for sure. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. We're proud of so, uh, our team. Even though we stink. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about this entrepreneurial experience. So you you did this um, and recently and and kind of got it started. Was this the first time you did something entrepreneurial? Did you do anything when you were younger, or have there been entrepreneurs in the family that you've watched kind of growing up? Um, I guess I never really thought about this until just now. Well, my parents, my dad had his own law practice and my mother has her own um, family counseling. She's a family counselor and has her own uh, practice as well. Um, but when growing up, there wasn't a boys, uh, there wasn't a girls soccer team at my high school. So I played with the, well, on the boys team um, for 
three years until I kind of led um, a petition and a movement to get the girls team founded at my high school, which eventually happened my junior year there. So that is very different, um, but it was um, something that I kind of spearheaded and it was a team effort. There were a lot of people involved with making that happen. Right. Um, but it was a cause that I believed in um, and it's been really cool to watch that program grow at my high school. So. So the, the program's still going on, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. They were, they've been regional champions, and it's been uh, really kind of cool to say that we were, uh, I was part of the inaugural team. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and and definitely a very entrepreneurial uh, uh, experience there, as well as uh, probably pretty challenging. I, I don't imagine um, yeah. it was an easy path to get that done. No, but it was, um, I think I'm grateful that other people saw the need and believed in it as as well. I mean, it's always... It's never entrepreneurship is never about just you. Um, right. There are always people that you require help from and advice and and support in many different levels. And so that was kind of an early lesson in that. For yeah, sure. and it, and it's never easy, right? the The thing that we see a lot about entrepreneurs that are successful, it just when you read about it or, or look at it, it just seems like oh, it's just so easy. Like they decided to do it and uh, they, it, done. It was a success, right? Oh, there's a yeah, lot no. between those two points. Absolutely. No, it's um it's very challenging. Um it's a lot of I don't know what the heck I'm doing. It's self-doubt. It's um a lot of negative emotions too. But at the end of the day, if you're thinking about why you're doing this and what you want out of this and as an end goal, that's what motivates you and and keeps you going at the end of the day. You know, it's okay to cry a little drink a bottle of champagne and then like <laughs> onward, forward march. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's dive into that. So um, you decided like a while ago that you wanted to do this and you spent time in the wine industry. Why did you feel like that was the right approach for you instead of just going headfirst and, and opening your shop right out of the gate? Um, another good question. And again, I go back to sports a lot. I was, uh, sport athletics was a really big part of my life. Um, and still is, um, I was, I played basketball in high school as well. And there was a time when I got moved up to varsity as a sophomore and instead of playing on the sophomore team, and I just didn't feel ready. And I actually requested to be moved back down to the sophomore team to learn more, to get more experience. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel the same way in my journey in wine. I didn't know anything. And I needed that time to build connections and learn, um, see what other people were doing that I respected. Um, I had my first job in the industry um, was a little shop in Clarendon in the suburbs of Chicago, um, owned by a husband and wife, and they taught me so much. Um, and we can go back to that later. But um, that learning period is a very important time to the, to the again, your end goal. Um, and then those connections I'm still connected with. Those people in the Chicago wine industry that I met way back then, I yeah. still work with today. Yeah. So, um, so that's interesting and, and um, fascinating that you were like, okay, uh, I know I'm missing these pieces. So let me go get those pieces. Um, just like you, you did in basketball. When you started this out, uh, what did you discover that, you know, like what were the unknown unknowns for you? Um, because I'm sure there were some things that you, you went into it, thought you knew all of it, but then you discovered things that you didn't know that you didn't know. Yeah, it was, I mean, at, 
mm, generally it was all unknown because this was the first time that I was doing it where it was me. It was like I was yeah. the owner. And granted, um, you know, I am my I have a wonderful accountant and my husband is he has his own job as a civil engineer, but he helps out with a lot of the accounting as well. I am right brain, not left brain. I know my place in life. Um, so being able to work with people who can fill that piece is very important. But it's understanding, I don't have an MBA. I was a communications major. So understanding the business side of things was a big unknown to me. QuickBooks 101, cash flow, like understanding the needs and managing that um, was a very uh, intimidating part of opening, you know, your own business for sure. Um, but again, with the right team and the right support and the people to help you along and teach you, um, you can do anything. <laughs> And, and to be clear, like you don't need an MBA to start a company. I, no. I started mine before I had an MBA. I do have an MBA now. Um, you know, it, it helps you level up, I'm sure. And, 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 uh, kind of round out some of the things, but tons of people that do this without any kind of business degree or education, I think you just have to have the drive for it. And it sounds like you have had the drive for it, but yeah. in, in starting this, um, and you, you kind of touched on this before. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that often happens that prevents people from being entrepreneurs is that they're scared um, and fearful of the things that they don't know about, or, or they think that you know they don't know enough, or they don't, you know, have the capabilities or the experience or the abilities or whatever it is. How did you deal with that for yourself? What fears did you have, and and you know, or, or what fears do you still have today? And and how do you kind of you know, drive through all of those and, and keep moving forward? I think my biggest fear and what really drives me, well, fear, there's always the fear of unknown or doing something that you didn't know, like making a big mistake and mistakes are going to happen and it's going to be okay. Like you're going to learn from it. You're going to move forward, like, or, or maybe you'll have to apologize for it or, or whatever. Like it will be okay. As long as you kind of tap into your moral code and and do what is right. Um, but the fear for me is to become stagnant. I put a lot of pressure on myself to come up with new ideas um, and, and new classes and events now that we can do that again, which is a big part of my business plan is to, again, tapping into retailtainment, giving people things to do as a part of a retail store. So I am just, I don't know, there's this weird fear that I'm just gonna run out of ideas. But then I, again, I drink a bottle of champagne and then I have all these ideas. So it, <laughs> it, it ends up, uh, champagne is the answer here. Uh, no, but it's really just kind of getting out of your own head sometimes um, of, of all the um, bad things that can happen and just kind of keeping an open mind and staying creative. Yeah. My, my guiding principle has always been, uh, as long as you don't do something that's going to land you in jail, um, everything else is like, it's fine. Right. Like, Absolutely. So, I so agree. Make sure you 100%. just, just don't make the government mad. Uh, you know, don't steal money, you know, make sure you pay your taxes on time and all that kind yes. of stuff. Everything other than that, you, you know, it, it's fine. You'll figure it out. Yeah. That was another um, thing. Not paying, like doing, messing something up with taxes was another fear of mine, but that's why my accountant, I, I love my, my husband, my dad, my brother, and my accountant. Those are the four men in my life. <laughs> they make sure that you're not going to go to jail. That's, that, that's a good thing. That's a exactly. good safety net to have. So let's talk, and you just touched on this a little bit. Um, you know, the story of, of Bottles Up is about building not just a wine shop, but also building community. Um, 
talk a little bit more about that and, and how that influences kind of the operations of the store and kind of the things that you're doing to make sure that you're building, uh, you know, not just a valuable and viable business, but also community. Yeah, it's, um, it kind of has become this just this, this beast of just a, a revolving door. Like we focus on community, which drives some of the um, products that we have on our shelf and we do events and it just kind of like, it just keeps going in a circle. Um, and community is why I started, wanted to dive into this industry more. I think about wine, you're sharing with friends, uh, you're sharing with family, um, even if you're just sharing a bottle with yourself, you're connecting with yourself. Like there's a lot of, um, the stories and history and a lot of corny stuff, um, that I can talk about when it comes to the wine industry. And I love that. And I love tapping into that and using it as a vessel to bring people together and create memories. I also have a very weird obsession with memories and creating good times. Um, so that is as a part of the business model is, is, was always important. And like I said, it, we have an event, we get to connect with winemakers that come to town and producers and uh, from all over the place and bring in people from all over Chicago or people who are visiting Chicago and hear about us because of an event and they come into the store. Um, and not to mention the collaborations that we do with other fellow businesses in Chicago. There are so many wonderful en entrepreneurs um, out there. And I also feel like this as an entrepreneur, you have a unique opportunity to connect, to connect with others and create um, collaborations and more things for people to do. So so I, I've got in my notes um, that you've got something called Crosstown Tuesdays. What is that? How did that okay. come about? It started it started selfishly because during the pandemic it was insane in retail and I had zero life. I woke up, I went to bed, and in between that time, because it was very scary and I cut like my part-timers, I didn't whatever. I was the only one basically working um, from sunup to sundown. Um, and everyone was talking about some, you know, working from home or or some people moved to the mountains and they were working from the mountains. And I mean, and so now that hybrid or work remote has kind of become a permanent thing, people are still doing that kind of stuff. And I was always a little, this is weird to say, because I know it was a terrible time, jealous of the opportunity to work from somewhere else. So I decided to do Crosstown Tuesdays as a way for me to kind of get admin stuff done for the shop and work on things without constant interruption of the door opening with customers. Not that I hate that. I love that. Um, but also going to support other businesses in Chicago that, I, that I'm friends with or that I love or that I've heard about and want to check out. We obviously carry a lot of different uh, beers and there are microbreweries in town that have tap rooms. So going there and just bringing my computer and getting work done. So that's been, Tuesday's been my day to get out of the neighborhood and go support other neighborhoods and other businesses and then, you know, creating new collaborations for the future too. So, okay. So it's uh, every Tuesday, you just get out of the shop. Uh, somebody else uh, is manning the, the, sh the store, I take it. I have a wonderful um, team. Okay. And so then, then you're out there. Um, th so these places that you go, uh, I'm assuming, you know, the people there, do they ask you like, Hey, why aren't you at your store? Um, I mean, sometimes I know them and sometimes I don't. Um, okay. but now I, I mean, I've been doing it now for, um, a while. So, um, 
a lot of, even sometimes a lot of the reps that I work with are, will text me and be like, Hey, where are you at today? Like, can I meet up with you or something like that? So yeah. now I've been doing it for long enough. Um, now where it's kind of, you know, it's okay. And it's, I think it's anytime I tell people and my customers, when I first started doing it and my customers were saying, I came to the shop and you weren't there good for you. I'm so happy for you. When your customers <laughs> are saying that to you, it's kind of an indication that maybe you need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering, has, has this inspired any of the other business owners of the places that you end up frequenting to start doing the same thing? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everybody has, I mean, going back to my team, I love my team. I'm very lucky to have a really good team um, who I trust 100% and who enjoy working. Um, not everybody has that right now. Um, there's big time staffing problems. So some people aren't as fortunate to uh, yeah. get away. Um, um, other people are closed one day a week. We're open. We're only closed four days a year. So it's a little bit different. Um, and so some places that do close, maybe they use that as their day to go explore. So, you know, every business is, is kind of different, but the staffing issues that are prevalent a lot across the country, um, are very real for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at Hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. So um, let's, let's kind of shift gears into talking about stress because I mean, that's obviously a stress too, the, the staffing side of it. How are you managing the stress of, of owning a business and and then all the other stuff that is in life, right? Like family, friends, all of those things. How do you balance all of that? Oh, champagne. Um, <laughs> I, you're I, always invited to the parties because we know you're bringing the I champagne. Mean, if you think I'm not drinking champagne right now, you are very wrong. <laughs> uh, so I don't, not, uh, not well. I mean, honestly, it's kind of hard. Um, you always feel guilty in some way. And I think even in no matter what you're doing, whether you own your own business or or not, um, sometimes there's always a category of your life that you feel like you're neglecting. Um, and I've tried to get better at even when I'm just thinking about a friend I haven't seen in a while or something or maybe haven't seen my family in a little bit or whatever, sending sending a letter like let's bring snail mail back um, or just shooting them a text or planning a, a, a like a date, even if it's three months in advance, just to get something on the calendar. Um, it's kind of, it, it's, it's difficult, um, that kind of balance, but it's very important. And I feel like it, it has been a silver lining of the pandemic is resetting that and people understanding that that is okay. Um, when you see a business owner taking the time to be with family or friends or doing, even just being by yourself and not speaking to another human for 24 hours. Cause I talk to people every day, all day. Um, so it's, it's, it takes work. Not working takes work, um, yeah. but it's important work for sure. Yeah. To do, do your you, work uh, correctly. Yeah. Do, do you, um, so before you open this shop up, did you think of yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? I am an extrovert, definitely. However, I love the introvert. 
I love my introvert days. Like I don't, I'm not one of those people who, when I'm home by myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do like, I need to do something. No, I will, I will enjoy the time not speaking to people. Um, and, and, and watching a romantic comedy, uh, and, or reading a book or just sitting there sometimes like, because I'm in a very customer facing business, you are, you're on all the time. And that can be exhausting, even though it is a natural part of who I am. Um, it's it, I do shut down sometimes. Um, and then, um, and I enjoy that time and God bless my husband. He lets me have that time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was just doing the math. You said you're closed four days a year and then you're out on Tuesday. So that's 52 days a year. So 56 days of the year, you're not in the shop, but that's a lot of days that you're in the shop and you're dealing with people and having to be on. And that, even if you're an extrovert, that's, that's a lot of on. Yeah, it's, um, but it's, you know what? It's wonderful. The people that we, this community that I'm in is amazing. And no, there's a lot to be said about terrible humans these days, but man, there are some great <laughs> ones out there and I'm reminded of it every day. And I'm very grateful yeah. for that to be in a customer facing business to see that and have connections with people and meaningful ones as well. Um, and I, at the end of the day, it's just alcohol. I'm not saving lives. I very, I'm very quick to check myself as like, I'm not doing the Lord's work or whatever. <laughs> um, but it is a very um, uh, wonderful work um, to yeah. be for sure. So let's um, uh, kind of keep going down this path a little bit. Do you, do you have an exercise routine? And, and if you do, how do you fit that into your day? Um, well, so Tuesdays are my work remote day where I'm still kind of working. I have, again, thanks to my team, been able to kind of take Sundays as my like day of my truly day of rest where I try not to do any work. And sometimes it's not always possible. And that doesn't mean that my phone isn't on me because I need to just be aware of what's happening or available. Um, But I play soccer on Sundays and have played rec soccer in Chicago since I graduated in 2007. And it's a wonderful outlet. Um, And obviously my sport of choice um, and has been my whole life. Um, it's fun where, I mean, our, my team has been together since about 2008. So we've been together, uh, playing for a long time and we're 90% hungover a hundred percent of the time, but it's still great. And <laughs> we just go out there to run around and connect and, and play a game we love. So that's been so, fun. Okay. So if you're playing those games on Sunday, are you kind of keeping in shape the rest of the week? Cause the soccer is not a sport you just pick up like oh, i'm just gonna do this one day a month uh and then not do anything the rest of the you're gonna hurt yourself yeah and, and be exhausted um, well thankfully in chicago there are um uh leagues every day of the week and so i am like the late night sub for a lot of my friends because the shop closes at eight but there are games in Chicago that start at 9, 10, 11 p.m. So oh, when wow. they need when they need subs for those games, I'm like, I'm up, like, call me. So I'll actually get to play a few more games during the week. And then um, just working things in the morning, um, doing quick little workouts um, seems to do the job. Um, there's just so many apps out there that make it quick. Like, yeah. how much time do you have? I have 10 minutes. Great. Kick my ass for 10 minutes and then we'll call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> So let's, uh, since you mentioned apps, let's talk about technology and apps and systems uh, that you use. You're working out of the shop one day a week, so you've obviously implemented some things or using some things. What are some of your favorite tools 
that help you be able to manage the business um, even while you're there or remotely? Gosh, you know what? I mean, we're pretty we're pretty simple business. We're, we don't do e-commerce. Um, I'm for some reason I'm just can't can't tap into that yet. Don't really want to. Um, so I really just use email outside of the business to do, and I'm obviously I have access to like our inventory, our POS system and things like that to track that kind of stuff and enter items or change things. Um, but really when I'm not in the office, I use that as time or the shop to be creative and write the newsletter, write the wine club, like come up with social media posts, craft these, the text for upcoming events or plan those events. Um, I mean, I, I, I wear a lot of hats, um, for the shop. Um, and a lot of it has to do with kind of content creation and event creation. So I don't really need too many technological tools to do that, except for my brain. <laughs> and yeah champagne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is, so, um, so you're planning the calendar, uh, of both social, social media, as well as social events, just kind of one day a week, uh, essentially that gives you enough time to be able to build out that it, calendar. I, I think, I guess now we're getting into it. Cause I am very atypical. I mean, we're a small business. Like I am the only full-time and I have a wonderful team of five part-timers. Um, and if, if you think that I have a planning meeting and map out my social media posts, I do not like, I haven't, <laughs> I, I am of a weird mindset with social media. Oh man, I love it. And I appreciate it, but I'm also exhausted by it. And so mm -hmm. anything I put out, I try to just be very genuine and relevant. Usually it's just a, it's a post to be, to, to be uplifting, to be humorous, um, or to, um, promote an event or recap an event, um, or do some sort of like a, um, a, you know, a shout out to somebody who's, uh, I've collabed with. So those are kind yeah. of my markers, um, for social media posting, but I don't have a plan. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you think about those events? Is it, Hey, this would be a fun event for me to be at. So I'm going to do it. Or are you thinking, um, you know, people have told me they want this kind of event. Like, how, how do you think about figuring out what event is next. Yeah, it's a combination, honestly. And I love, um, uh, I love working with, and even taking customer requests. One of the, I've had a lot of ideas that we've implemented. We do a run for Rosé 5K every year in the, at the end of April, um, which has been wonderful. This will be our third year doing it next year. Um, we do, we always do a trolley crawl around different other businesses in Chicago. Um, but the one, the new one we did last summer was a shuck yourself event. And we actually did an oyster shucking and champagne, like DIY thing, um, at the shop, which was a customer idea. And they, and it, I'm like, I've learned to become a yes woman, especially during the pandemic. Um, and that's the fun part about being an entrepreneur is you can be like, yeah, let's try it. I don't know. Like maybe it'll work and maybe we'll do it again and maybe it'll be a disaster. We're never going to know. So let's see. Um, yeah. and again, like you said, uh, earlier, like if you don't end up in jail, you're it's okay. Um, so that's, what's been fun. And people, we've kind of gotten the reputation of that as being an events place where anything kind of goes or anything is possible. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, so it's making me think about, and, and obviously I'm not in Chicago, so I, I don't know what kind of your setup is in the store and, and kind of the neighbors you have. 
what do the neighbors think about the events that you have? Do you pull them in as well? Um, I mean, well, our, our, we're, I'm on the board of, uh, or the chamber of commerce on the board. Um, so business neighbors, I try to collaborate a lot with, right. and yeah. partner with, um, residential neighbors. Um, I mean, a lot of them are customers. Um, I haven't had anybody call the police on me if that's what you're asking. Uh, so <laughs> I was I, assuming that wasn't true. I, <laughs> I was thinking more your business neighbors and, and like, how do they view the, the shop that you've built there? Ah, um, I mean, the ones that we collaborate with uh, frequently, um, we have a great relationship um, and are constantly kind of rah-rah, like, let's support the neighborhood. I mean, I'm very invested in the neighborhood and the success of the neighborhood. So I want to tap into everybody, um, especially the businesses that are here. Um, And then and there's constantly new ones opening up. Um, There's so much. And and sometimes I'm, you know, being a solo um, entrepreneur um, I almost feel sometimes that I do need to hire someone to help me reach out to other businesses, um, and make those connections and do more stuff. So maybe we'll, maybe I'll be better at that in the new year resolution. Yeah, there you go. New year's resolution right here. Um, okay. Uh, last question for you. So, uh, well, actually I've got two questions for you. So first, um, what would you tell somebody that's thinking about taking a leap and starting a side hustle or turning their side hustle into a full-time business? Um, it's funny. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are doing exactly that right now. Um, keep going. I I think it's just kind of one of those things you have to remind yourself is like good days, bad days, just keep going. It's going to be okay. You're going to have a bad day and then you're going to go to bed. You're going to wake up. You're going to start over. Um, reminding yourself that, um, I mean, what's the sports quotes like pain is temporary and something is forever. I'm forgetting. I'm butchering that, but (laughs) pain is temporary, you know, like you, so just kind of keep, keep with it, keep your moral code and keep it in your head of why, you're doing this. Um, and if you keep thinking about your end, what you really want at the end of the day, that's going to get you through everything. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last question, this is now, uh, a, a, a drink tip for our listeners. What's, champagne. <laughs> what's well, I'm just kidding. I think people, I mean, people know champagne. So I'm, I'm going to dig in a little bit deeper than that. What's the drink that you think is the best, but nobody knows about, or nobody really talks about, you know, like that hidden gem of a drink that people should go out and try alcoholic or non-alcoholic, whatever, whatever it is. Wow. Oh my gosh. My mind just went so many different directions. Um, I want to, I want, and that's the hard part about being this industry and being exposed to different things. There's no way I can just say one, And so what I will say is that that drink that you think you hate, you actually haven't had every single expression of that drink that you think you hate. So keep tasting it. I've had so many people say they hate Chardonnay, but then I blind them on a Chardonnay and they love it. So get out of your own head when you're drinking. um, And you're just, that's going to make your life so much more fascinating and enjoyable. Um, Don't pigeonhole yourself, like keep trying new things. Um, terribly vague answer, but really that's the one thing I, I try to teach people and we try to teach people in the shop. Wine is an intimidating category, um, but it doesn't have to be. So just keep tasting stuff. 
So, so ask your local wine connoisseur at the local shop and, and maybe get yeah. advice about it. I mean, there's so many wonderful crazy. small independent shops all over the country. You guys have great some great ones in uh, Atlanta. Um, Three Parks, I'm pretty sure, is in Atlanta. It's another women-owned shop, woman-owned shop. Um, but they're, so do the research and try to, um, support the little guys. The big guys are going to be fine no matter what. So try to support <laughs> the little guys. There you go. Well, listen, Melissa, this has been awesome having you on. Where can our listeners find and connect with you online? We are Instagram, I'd say is the most active. So, um, it's just bottles underscore up underscore Chicago. Um, if you go to our website at bottlesupchicago.com, um, there's a pop-up that will, um, uh, have you sign up for our newsletter. Uh, I hate bombarding people. So I only send it out like once a month. If that, again, I'm very kind of atypical, uh, marketing and public communications major. Um, so those are kind of the two, um, biggest ways for people to keep in touch with us. Um, I'm also I pretty much an open book, so come visit me. And, and now we know, all know that uh, all that work that you do on the social and emails are all done on Tuesday. So that's a little <laughs> Or at midnight. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a 24-7, 365 operation. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, Melissa. Thank you, Sanjay. This was awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Side Hustle to Small Business Podcast, powered by Hiscox. To learn more about how Hiscox can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. And if you have a story you want to hear on this podcast, please visit hiscox.com slash share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Park. You can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y or on my website at sanjayparek.com.